reviewing my notes from Extreme Ownership this weekend. Sure. You have to look at the strategic picture. You have to step back. Take a step back and look at the strategic picture of a project <laughs> and the strategic view of what's going on in that project, but from the company's perspective, global perspective, it starts to make a lot of sense then. And that's where I live. I live at that more strategic level because I'm always seeing the bigger picture sure. of these companies. Whereas I understand why an operator would be like, that's the wrong piece of equipment for that job from their perspective because they might be right. They're prob they probably are right mm -hmm. from their perspective, tactically, but strategically, they're completely wrong. <laughs> And they don't take the moment to step back and look at it from from the bigger bigger point of view. Mm -hmm. That's that's an interesting uh, comparing tactical to strategic mm -hmm. because, like you're right, those are very very different approaches. Because it could be tactically, it could be the right piece of equipment. Um, however, <laughs> if using quote unquote the wrong piece of equipment makes you more money on that project. Is it really wrong? <laughs> is it, is yeah. it really wrong mm -hmm. uh, strategically? Um, you know, no. And every company differs from a financial standpoint, from a um, like regional standpoint. It's always so different. There's so many nuances to this business. And people just don't take that into account. They just mm -hmm. approach it from their perspective. And that's a huge, um, a huge error. If you're primarily um, a field person, like that, you're always in the field, whether that's a, a foreman or central labor or whatever. Do you think just because the job requires you to be this way that you're just going to be wired to think tactically and not strategically? I think the nature of the business wires you to think like that because it's always about today's production yeah. and, and numbers and today's budget and this and this and that. It, it, it forces you into this tactical mindset and there's not a lot of communication from that higher level, but there, there should be. It should be, and I, I'm referencing a lot of um, extreme ownership here. You, if you don't understand as a foreman why they gave you this machine for the project, for example, you need to go ask the superintendent or you need to go ask somebody further up the chain, hey, why, why is this this way? In a genuine, curious manner. And that's important that you understand why this is, why it is. And maybe like, for example, situation is not ideal. You get these machines and you're like, well, I know we have these machines, which would do much better, but this is what they gave you. You're frustrated. The, the situation, in that situation, you would have to go talk to your superintendent or whoever and be like, hey, uh, or the equipment manager, why Why did we get, I'm just, just curious, just so I understand so I can do my job better and, and make the company more money. Why Why do we get these machines? Well, um, these machines were available and mobilizing the other machines that you guys wanted, it just didn't make financial sense. So instead, we, we these machines weren't available and they're, they're not making any money right now. They're paid for. So we put them on your site. We know it's not ideal, but it's it's much better. It can do the job. Yeah, it can do the job and it's just much better uh, big picture financial. Oh yeah, okay, that's great. And then I can go to my crew and now that I understand why, even if I don't necessarily agree with it, now that I understand why this is this way, I can articulate that. So now they, they could be frustrated, but now they at least understand, oh, okay, I understand why we have these machines now. Mm-hmm. And if we take these machines and make the most of them, we can make the company more money. We make the company more money. 
we in theory do better at the end of the day. If you work at a great company, that's how it should be. Not all companies work that way. But. Yeah. I think that's why when you've, you've either had them on the podcast or you're talking about guys who are just like so versatile and can do everything with like a machine, a certain kind of machine or two, where it's like that's, that's a lot of their value is that it doesn't matter what the job is. Like they know how to use this machine to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's of course more valuable to, to you as like a company because like you're saying, it's not always about right tool for the right job. It's, you know, here's what's available and here's what makes sense for the bigger picture. Well, it depends what you do though. If you're just a mass X contractor, you want your hoe hand to be really good at loading trucks. Yeah. You don't need them to be good at laying pipe. That might give you an advantage in a downturn. If you, hey, we, there's just more pipe than there is big dirt in a downturn. So we can switch this hoe hand to go on a pipe crew, but they're two different skill sets. Same machine, two different skill sets. True. So it's like me shooting a wedding. Like, like in theory, you could? I, I could. I know how a camera works. I, can, I could take pictures and they would probably be okay. You like, know who to take a picture of. <laughs> yeah, I, I could do the job, yeah. but it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be even remotely close to a fucking wedding. Like, there's just, it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it depends how, you, uh, just it, everything depends on what the, how the company's built and what kind of work they do. And maybe they specialize on one specific thing, like just mass excavation. So then you just need your crew to be good at one thing. Or maybe you pride yourself on, hey, they hire us for a site project and we do everything on that site project that has to do with that horizontal part of the job. Yeah. So we don't touch the concrete and the building, but everything else we can do. So it, it, I don't know, there's companies that just do mass X for big site packages and they don't touch anything. There's companies that just do utilities. There's companies that do everything. There's companies that do most everything but they don't touch this for that reason. I was thinking about this last week as a follow-up. Is it more valuable to have somebody who really knows how to run a business from a very strategic perspective, knows how to allocate resources, knows how to understand a, a P&L in like a really broad way? Is it better to have somebody like that or somebody who really, really knows the dirt world, but doesn't have as nearly as like the understanding of how to run like a business from a strategic standpoint. You need both. You need both as yeah. the answer. The best combination is both. Because most construction companies, and this is a little bit controversial, most construction companies are built by someone who's really good at building, but is bad at just as is bad operationally. Mm-hmm. Just does not run a very effective business. Well, it's probably hard to to be wired in both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I think you're only doing one thing, all of a sudden you have to switch. Yeah, I think it's 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 I've it's very rare to have both. Um, it's typically best. And even when there is both, in one person, typically it's not. It, when, in the most successful situations I've seen, it's, they have both. And it might not be ownership, but there could be a vice president who's just a rock solid operations guy, for, for example. Or even if they're both business and field, they share the burden of both because it's just, it's a lot to yeah. go focus on both of those things. So there's no right way to do it, but you need to have both distributed across multiple people. I think if one guy is in charge of all of the operations and building the business, it just doesn't, you can only go so far doing that. Um, and so that's one of the core problems in the industry is, is construction companies are just bad at profitability. They just don't make very much money. If you don't make very much money, you can't compete with other industries from a labor perspective. You can't go invest in people as much as you need to. You can't go explore and, and, and try new things and innovate 
because you're so consumed with surviving that there's no way to focus on anything else. Mm -hmm. We just need to be smarter as an industry from a business and operations standpoint. We're really good at building things. We're great at building things. We can build stuff all day long. We can move dirt all day long. We can lay pipe. Great. That's awesome. But we need to also learn and understand how to run a profitable, effective business. Because if we don't, we have those low margins. We don't have the money we need to invest in people. We have a workforce problem that only gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Only goes in one direction. And, and you and I were talking earlier, even if you solve that like within you, just your company, you're still at the mercy of, of other companies who are still like driving that like lack of profitability down. Exactly. It. Yeah, you're best off making sure your competitors are also doing what's right mm-hmm. as a group. Uh, because if if you're not, you're, you're driving everything down as a result. And imagine how difficult that is if you're still running your business as like from a survival standpoint. Mm-hmm. Why would you ever want competitors who are also doing better if you're so worried and focused about surviving? Like, of course, that's difficult. Yeah, you're in a survival mindset and you're in a... It's just human nature. Um, mm-hmm. We're designed to go... We're designed to thrive very well in like a finite world in which we're all fighting over our one pie. And my the human nature is I want to go get as much of that pie as I possibly can get um, while it's available because I don't know when the next pie is going to come about. And that's like core human nature. Yeah. So we are we are predetermined to hoard resources when we have resources available to us because of how we're wired from a a, a biological standpoint. Um, we have to go beyond that as an industry and go to an elevated line of thinking, the conscious capitalism type line of thinking that says, hey, uh, we can just keep creating more and more and more for everybody. Is the world becoming more developed or less developed? Uh, it's becoming more developed. To continue development, you need infrastructure and building things. So if the world is only going in one direction, it's only developing, and it's only going to require more and more and more and more infrastructure, are we operating in a shrinking industry or a growing industry? Well, we're operating in a growing industry. So in theory, everybody can win here. We don't, you don't need to have all of your competitors lose for you to win. And that's a crazy concept and a concept that is, is not in line with traditional human nature, but that's where businesses have to go. They have to leap outside of that traditional line of thinking. That's that where I'm just fighting for my market. If everybody has, if you, if everybody hasn't noticed over the past few years, every market in the United States has grown. I mean, everybody's doing more work than they know what to do with. Yeah. Every contractor I know, oh yeah, we're turning work away. Okay, great. So why can't we all be on the same team then? <laughs> if you have more than enough work and you're limited by people, why can't we all get on the same damn team here and say, how do we figure out this people thing? So we can all go out and get as much work as we want to go get. Because I think also from a, the, when you're talking about like the pie, you know, that at now it's not just, is there enough work? Because now it's, you know, people are pulling the same people from the same pool. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure, like, you know, you've talked a good bit about companies in the dirt world, their competitors for people are not other dirt world companies. It's other industry. And so if similar to how you're, you're, you're talking, 
Let's stop thinking about, I need to grab up as much pie as I can get because there, who knows when the next one comes along. Um, you know, we're, we're now having to like think that same way about people. And, you know, part of the make a dirt world a better place, like the build wit thing is like, let's bring more people into the dirt world. That solves that. Well, from a recruiting standpoint, uh, so tactically speaking, yeah, all the other construction companies are your competitor. And tactically speaking, I just need people. So I'm going to keep raising wages and just poach people from the industry, from my competitors, because that's the fastest way to solve, to, to, to plug in all the, plug all these holes, right? Come on, why not? And that, but that's still more broadly the robbing Peter to pay Paul thing. That's tactical victory, but strategic loss. Yeah. Yeah. So you are just, um, you're, you're, you're driving the industry in a downward direction. You're not creating anything new whatsoever. And you will suffer as a result in the future. So today, I know you need to do what's business, what's best for your business today so that it can get to tomorrow. I understand that. But we also need to be looking ahead to tomorrow and how do we create a new workforce? How do we feed more people into this industry rather than just keep circling through the exact same amount of, of, of workers we mm-hmm. have? And it's bad right now. It's going to be so much worse so much worse following um, um, the next um, big uh, economic down downward cycle. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast. Have we talked about this on the podcast? Like the airlines, for example? Mm-hmm. A Not little really. bit. So it's, it. it's crazy right now, but you have... <laughs> so it's crazy right now. But what's going to happen is you have, um, there's total irrationality right now. Contractors are just absolutely going nuts. And that's good for a disciplined business, but it's bad for the industry as a whole because there's a lot of undisciplined business out there. It, within the contractor business model, the market goes down, they lay people off. That's just the way it's done. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go, the undisciplined businesses, they're going to go lay those people off. Those people, They'll either leave the workforce and go to other um, other areas of the workforce if they're still within working age, or they're just going to retire, and that's going to be a big group. And then the economy is going to recover, and people are going to need infrastructure because that's part of a recovering economy, and that's the backbone of any economy is infrastructure. So then demand's going to ramp up. Demand's going to ramp up. So now, not only do we have the problem we had because it hasn't gotten any better. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only have, uh, we have a worse problem because all the people that we laid off, a lot of them either left or retired permanently and they're not coming back. Now what? Oh, we think we have a problem right now. Just wait, just wait, man. Mm-hmm. Ask the airlines right now. Talk to the airline CEOs. How are you guys doing? They're getting the shit kicked out of them because they said to all their pilots in 2020, can you guys retire for us so you can get off our payroll? We're going to take all this federal, the billions of dollars of federal money we're going to get mm. and, and uh, keep that. But if you guys get the hell out of here, demand comes back. Their businesses are screwed right now. Like they're hurting and there's no way out of that. Mm-hmm. No way out of that. You can, it's kind of hard to fast track pilots. Fast, yeah. Fast track <laughs> a captain. Good luck. Good luck. Because, and it's the same with trucking. You have to meet these legal requirements to to mm-hmm. to do that. Trucking's gonna have this, uh, trucking already has the same. Problem. Yeah, it's not like well, you can drive. You probably can do it. Doesn't work that way mm-hmm. with a CDL these days. Yeah, so it's um, I don't know. It's it's and then 
you know, a, a counterpoint to that, people have said is, well, you know, the industry figured it out in 2010, 2012, 2014. We, we came out of it and we, we got to a, a much better place. The same thing happened in 2008, 2010. Everybody laid. And then we came back. Uh, yeah, that's great. But the average age was not what the average age is today. The average age is 10 years greater than it yeah, was it's, back it's then. It's the same people we're, we're getting these stats from, yeah. except they're 10 years older. Yeah, exactly. So, so the amount of retirements, the amount of people that are just going to leave the workforce permanently is dramatically different this time around mm -hmm. than what happened last time. If that doesn't scare you a little bit, I don't know what will. That's a big problem. I think it's a, an enormous opportunity. That's build with opportunity. That's any smart business owner in the industry's opportunity. But for the industry as a whole, there's going to be a lot of pain there. A lot of pain. And we're, we haven't seen it yet. We're only starting to see just, just a little bit of it. Mm. And mm, never mind. Okay, so I have an interesting uh, question-ish segment for us. Okay. I wanted to bring it raw. I wanted to bring it unfiltered, uncleared uh, by you. Unedited. Unedited. Even though Harrison will be editing this podcast he will, right after we're completed. He will edit it. But, okay. I have a Dirt World Basics question. Okay, cool. This is going to be real basic. But I'm curious both like, how you would answer. Um, I would say I'm also curious to see uh, how other listeners would answer. Mm -hmm. Please bring the, bring the feedback. Maybe even roast us. We good too. The question. What's, what's new? The question, my friend. What is excavation? Excavation? Was this a question you got or was this uh, something you came up with? I did not come up with this. Wow. So, excavation is moving dirt for any kind of reason. You can excavate the utility trench. You need to dig dirt to put a pipe in the ground and then you backfill. Excavation could be for a basement. You are permanently occupying part of the earth with a new structure, a basement. So you need to dig that space out of the ground so you can pour the concrete, place the basement there. Excavation could be for uh, you're building a pad. And you need to make sure the pad, building pad, is level and is, is sloping so that water is draining away from the building, not into the building. So you'll move dirt, you'll excavate material from either the site or you'll bring it in from other sites to go create a pad that's fit for a building that is level and will not flood. Excavation can be for mining. So I'm going to go excavate overburden. I'm going to remove overburden from uh, the top of good solid rock so that I can drill, blast, excavate that rock, crush it, turn it into crushed stone for roads, concrete, whatever it may be. Excavation is anything that has to do with moving dirt or any kind of purpose whatsoever. If you're moving dirt, you're excavating in one way or another. Now, grading comes into play is the final step. It's technically grading is excavation. Not all excavation is grading. But all grading technically could be excavation. Okay. Because you are moving. People dirt. could be challenging. Yeah. Challenge that. But grading is the somewhat finishing of the excavation process. So you're preparing whatever you've been excavating uh, for that finished product, whether it be the building pad, the road, whatever it may be, you're preparing it for what was the purpose of that excavation project in the first place. 
And I will say, so every time I explain something simple in the dirt world, you get all these guys saying, well, yeah, obviously, of course, you idiot. And yeah, I, I, I understand to you, to Mr. Dirt World Expert, that that's ridiculous. But what is the industry's biggest problem right now? Workforce development. Interesting. And we've seemed to exhaust a majority of the traditional workforce development methods, because if we hadn't exhausted them, we'd be fine right now. We wouldn't have our workforce development problem. So that means not everybody has grown up in the seat of a skid steer since they were three years old, because their dad might not have been a contractor their whole life or their uncle or whatever it is. Exhibit A, me, my dad, tax lawyer, completely worthless in a skid steer. Big difference. Yes. Um, so because of that, they have no knowledge of the dirt world. They are coming at it from a very elementary perspective. They are starting from nothing. But let's look at it from a strategic perspective. Is it in my strategic interest to talk shit about people that know nothing about the industry, make them feel bad, and maybe chase them away from the industry? Or is it in my best interest to educate them, to teach them what I know, even if it's very simple and elementary, bring them into the industry, make them feel cared for, grow them in the dirt world, and solve the workforce problem? I would say it's probably in my best interest mm -hmm. to do option B rather than option A. Yet option A is the typical path right now, unfortunately. Because that's how they grew up. That's how they started out in the industry. School hard knocks. You got to learn how I did. And the reality is, whether you like it or not, society has progressed since you started out in the industry and since you were a kid. And because of that progress, we learn differently. Things need to be taught differently. It's not all about the school hard knocks anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not. And I know there's some great lessons. I'm not saying we don't need to work hard anymore. I got my ass kicked as a laborer when I was 18, and it was awesome. But also the, 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 the yelling or just being a douchebag or whatever, like none of that does any good for anybody. Just because you learned it that way doesn't mean that's the way they need to learn it today. And that sure as hell doesn't mean that's the most effective way to teach it. There's probably a better way to do it. So build with, we try to come at it from a very elementary point of view because we're still learning. We're still growing. We're trying to teach, do our part. But it's on everybody to, when there is an opportunity to teach somebody about something simple like excavation, they take that opportunity and make something of it rather than just say, wow, you, like, seriously, you don't know what excavation is? You fucking idiot. Like, seriously? Like, I could have just, Alex, that's, that's a dumb question. I don't even want to answer that. I'm going to waste time on this podcast talking about excavation. Of course, it's dirt talk for God's sakes. They know what excavation is. Clearly, that question's being asked. Maybe they don't. Maybe there's somebody listening to this that has nothing to do with the dirt world whatsoever. That's the person we need to be talking to okay, great. You're in the dirt world. You're driving to work. You run a D9. That's awesome. I'm glad you listen. But we need to be talking to more people that don't run a D9 at work. And we need to tell them, hey, running a D9 at work is sick. Here's how you do it. And then a year later, they are running a D9 at work. Mm -hmm. Well said. Off the record, Harrison, right here. We have this giant list of 
questions that Laura Meyer on the marketing team has put together of basically searches that get tons and tons of like repeated searches like on Google or whatever. Mm -hmm. That by a mile is the the uh, highest volume question in relationship to what we do here at BuildWit. Well, I'm like, that's like a fucking home run. I don't think this. that. I don't think that should be off the record. Okay, then that's where it came from. That's where it came from. It's so it came from, from so many people asked this question to the internet. Yes, specifically, what is excavation? Yeah. So she, Laura, has gone on Google and has researched, statistically speaking, the most searched things in the dirt world. Yes. And what is excavation is among by a mile the most searched yeah. things in the dirt world. Huge. It's a legitimate question many people have because Google has been answering it many times over. And so like when you asked, like, was this something you came up with? Like, nope. I figured that's where it, it in, originated In from. theory, more people asking this question than any other question we've ever answered on the podcast. <laughs> like, not even close. So people aren't Googling, why did BuildWit make their skid steer look like a cow? <laughs> Some people are. So I don't know that there's much information on the internet other than what happens here. There's not, mm. It's not a broad uh, statement. but We need an article about that. We do. I'll talk to Laura, content manager. <laughs> She'll know. <laughs> anyway, thanks for doing that. I think to me, like that stuff's interesting. And if, if we want to both like make the dirt world a better place, but also, you know, make this accessible to people who have not been running equipment for the last 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, you should so, spread out the uh, the level of, or the you should lower the barrier for entry in terms of like understanding what's going on. Yeah, it's a, it's a balance, it's a dichotomy. Yeah. Now sometimes we could be talking about four in one buckets and why they're the superior bucket. Yeah, I'll let you talk. Or about a that. skid steer. Uh, other times we could be talking. What is a skid steer? Both valuable, hmm. both interesting. Um. So. Oh shoot! 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 Yeah, I. We need to make the dirt world a better place. That's build its mission. How do we do that? Well, problem number one, workforce development. The industry doesn't have the workforce it needs. It's only getting worse. BuildWit is here to help do something about that. Alleviate the workforce problem. How are we going to do that? Well, we're going to give everybody, these companies, the tools they need to go attract, retain, inspire, next generation. All of that jazz. We need to go speak to two audiences. One, we need to make sure the people in the industry know why the hell they're in the industry. Yes. Okay, great. And maybe it's the job you fell into. Maybe it's because your dad was in it. Maybe it's just because it was the only job available in your community. Maybe it's because you love it. Whatever it is. That said, most people, however you got there, most people, I feel like have forgotten why they're really there every day other than a paycheck. Great. You're getting a paycheck, but what are you doing? Your community could not live without you. So build with, one, we need to make sure the current workforce is inspired and reminded every day of the week, hey, what you do matters and here's why. Because we've done a terrible job talking about that as an industry. Terrible job. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Because if we're not talking about it, other industries are not going to talk about it. No, no, no one's, no one's going to come to our rescue here. We need to be the ones to talk about it. So that's one. Two... We need to talk about it. And so one, we're talking to an educated audience. But two, we need to talk to an audience that is potentially interested in the dirt world, but doesn't know very much about it. That uneducated audience. Because great. Okay, we have this inspired workforce. 
They're talking about it. They're educating people. Buildwit, we're getting the word out about the industry. We get a bunch of people to say, I want to do that as a career. And then here's the pathway into the industry. We'll train you. We'll educate you. We'll bring you in. We'll give you the tools you need. You don't need to go to college to do it. So on and so forth. Here's your career path. And then 10 years from now, we're not having the same tired conversation about we need to develop the workforce and not all kids should go to college. And, oh, this is a great industry. You know, I've loved it for 40 years. Why wouldn't they love it? I, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of the same talking points. And I know everybody else is too. It's not a fun conversation to have. Mm-mm. It's not. And I don't, I don't want to keep having it. And we don't need to keep having it. But to stop having it, we need to inspire existing workforce, inspire future workforce. Two different audiences, two different narratives, and we're trying to do both simultaneously. It's only a small goal, small mission. (laughs) Yeah, it's ridiculous. (laughs) But um, for whatever reason, I wake up every day thinking, yeah, I think we can do that. Yep. So here we are, giving it our best shot. Dirt talk. Either make it happen or die trying. I mean, everybody else can just go find new jobs if yeah, it really came down to it. I, I'd be the one that dies. Yeah. But everybody else is good. <laughs> uh, thanks for going on that. Yeah. Perfect. We got one more question. Great. For the Dirt Talk podcast. This one's from Sawyer. He says, I've recently quit my job, throwing aside my benefits and comfortable life to break free of the golden handcuffs and eat shit for a while to chase my dream of running my own excavating and grading business. Mm-hmm. Parentheses. Thank you, Aaron, for pushing me to pursue happiness and fulfillment over money. I currently have some jobs lined up to do. However, I don't have the peace of mind knowing I'll have to work. I currently have some jobs lined up to do. However, I don't have the peace of mind knowing I'll have work two weeks from now. I've been pushing on social media and connecting with people here and there, but I'm wondering, is there a quote-unquote formula you've come to see within the industry on clientele growth? And keeping my schedule full, what other methods do you guys recommend to continue growing and ultimately bringing my visions to fruition? Um, so yes, there is a trade-off to freedom, and that is now you eat what you kill. Uh, and it's a sobering reality. Um, the best way to keep getting work is to do a really, really good job on, on the work you do. So, okay, great. Like I was just talking to Dan about this today. We had a conversation. And marketing work we do long-term isn't always as successful as I would like it to be. Why? Because sometimes it's lipstick on a pig. Marketing is not the solution. It's a tool to layer on top of an already functioning business. You need to make sure you have a functioning business. So make sure your business is functioning. Make sure you're doing what you say you're going to do. Make sure you go above and beyond for everybody you work with. Make sure you give them a fantastic customer experience that they will not forget. Make sure that you're willing to work and put in the hours because the hours are not getting any less anytime soon, especially if you're on your own. I would do a lot of that. Make sure you're building out the infrastructure business. Go hire a bookkeeping company so you don't have to go do your books every night in the wee hours of the night so you can focus on the big picture of the business, growing the business. Where are you most valuable within the business? How can you leverage others? And I know if you're starting out, you don't have tons of money, but 
bookkeeper even is like a hundred bucks a week or something like that. Something as simple as that. There was a notification. Um, uh, so, so how can you invest in the infrastructure that, that your business needs to, to function so that you can be more effective and you can grow on a solid foundation rather than just grow haphazardly? How can you invest in yourself and read more and learn about more things and talk to other contractors? I don't know. Go on social media. There's tons of guys on there like DC Excavation and Rock Structures and Truth Excavation. And I could just go down the list of all these guys that are down to help you out, that are down to talk about what the heck they do and how they've done it do talk about what they do and how they do it every single day. You can just go on their social media and just just read it for free. That's how they're, yeah, this is how I'm doing it. This new compaction wheel I just got's awesome. Shit. I've been looking for a new way to to backfill and that that seems like a great way to do it. Um, so that's how I would do it. Because yeah, marketing, social media, all that's important, but you need to make sure your business is sound. So determine what kind of business you want. Make sure the foundation's solid from an operation standpoint. Make sure your contracts are buttoned up. Your bookkeeping's buttoned up. All of that's buttoned up. Make sure when you show up to work, you're, you're looking professional. You're giving everybody a fantastic customer experience. You're going above and beyond wherever possible to take care of them, even though it's, you're not getting paid for it, even though it's not the contract, whatever it is. And all of that will add up to what will be a pretty kick-ass business. I think what's interesting here is sorry had used the word formula. And I think that thought could kind of be seen as like, you know, what's like the shortcut or what's like the magic, whatever, so I can you know, all of a sudden be this highly profitable business. Mm-hmm. When really it's a combination of all of these things that are just kind of like the, the expectation. You know, like, are you doing like a really good job with the jobs you do have? Are you, you know, online with your social media or your website or whatever? But those are all just like things you just have to do that are just part of like the broader thing. And so now that you stack up, you know, you're doing good work. You are telling your story, whether it's, you know, on social media or however you want to do it. You are like a a professional buttoned up like operation, like you said, like that's kind of like a solid form formula is like these just these are just the things you do that like kind of get that ball rolling for you. Yeah. And there's no one right formula it all depends it everything depends but there's just common themes yeah it's just work folks on these kinds of things yeah work 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 like if you think you're gonna work less starting starting your own thing good fucking luck dude like you work differently yeah 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 you're you're in control of your time but also not for a while Mm -hmm. and that's that's so there's there's all kinds of fallacies around Oh wow, you have your you're your own boss. Like, no, you're not. You're not your own boss. I have a hundred bosses. Yeah, you went from having now. one boss to a hundred. Yeah, yeah, dude. I I don't. It's like that's out the window. Um, but I don't want. I I I want exactly what I have. Yeah, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, so it's about figuring out what you want in business and then building the formula that works for for you. And it's some combination of talking about what you do, creating a great customer experience, doing great work building a solid foundation for your business to operate effectively, seeking out advice and information from others. It's a combination of everything that turns into something pretty spectacular. And even maybe that one spectacular thing is you're just a really, really, really kick-ass owner-operator that's probably making a killing. 
or you have a small crew, or you want to become the next Peter Kiewit. You can do any one of those things. Mm -hmm. It's just figure out what you want because those are all completely different things. Yeah, you can't really be going after all of those things at once. Mm. You know, you can't really commit if you're just spread thin over a million goals all at the same time. That's it. Yep. Cool. Well, Aaron, thank you for answering that. Sawyer, thanks for the question. Um, I think that is a Dirt Talk. That's a Dirt Talk podcast. I think we're still looking for feedback. Um, if you listen, we don't charge. We don't make any money whatsoever. We are just two jabronis sitting in a room talking about dirt. With another jabroni sitting in the corner. With another jabroni making sure that it all sounds good. Um, we don't ask for much. So if you listen, if you've enjoyed it, if you've gotten something from the podcast, just go to buildwit.com slash feedback. Take two to five minutes to fill out the forms. We know why the hell you listen, what you want to hear in the future. That'd be super helpful. Share the podcast with somebody you might think would enjoy it. That would be super cool. If you have a question, send it to dirttalkatbillwood.com. We'd love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. And uh, with all that, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Stay dirty, everybody. Mm -hmm.